0: (sighs) My birthday month is over, and honestly, I'm just really super sad about it. I mean, low-key devastated. 31. I mean, they just don't make birthdays like they used to. Go! Hey Regals, I'm Jalecia Green and this is While I'm Out It. Welcome back. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and give a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Also, find me on social. I'm at Wyatt underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram and then Wyatt pod on Facebook. That's Wyatt spelled W-I-A-T. So, I just wanted to tell you guys first about two documentaries I've recently watched. I haven't had a, t- a lot of time for TV. So this is really only thing I've watched the last few weeks, which is the Britney Spears documentary. I think it's called framing Britney, and then the Billie Eilish documentary. So the Britney Spears documentary is crazy. You know, I'm a millennial. I grew up with Britney. She was an idol. I knew every word to every song. I knew all the dance moves. She was the queen of TRL. You know, every day you would come home from school, turn turn on TRL at 4.30, and a lot of the time, Britney would be there. So absolutely adored her. And it was really hard watching this documentary and kind of being put in my own place about A lot of the judgments that I've made about her over the years because of kind of what how the media has spent her life and the things she's gone through. So if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's honestly really messed up and I wish her nothing but happiness and luck. So the Billie Eilish documentary... Wow. Um, I, it was RJ Cutler was the director and man, I just thought it was so well put together. And there's a lot of footage from her younger and her and her brother, you know, making songs in their bedroom. And, you know, I think it's her mom kind of recording a lot of this and I'm sure they had to just go through a ton of old, um, camera phone footage and things like that. Um, because her mom was probably just proud of her kids. And, oh, let me record this. Maybe not even thinking that they were going to become what they are. But it's super cool to watch. And, I mean, man, that kid is dark. I thought I was a dark teenager. She's a dark teenager. But either way, it's really good. Um, I believe that one's on Apple TV. So if you have Apple TV, definitely check it out. All right. All right. So I had a little lineup switch up this week. It was supposed to be a different episode, but due to some technical issues, this will be a solo mini episode tonight. And I've been thinking a lot about Black History Month and Women's Women's History Month. So I figured, let's talk about it. You know, why not? Black History Month has just ended and we have just stepped into Women's History Month. And you may be thinking, why do we have to have months to celebrate the history of specific groups? Well, you've come to the right place. So many people ask ask this every year, especially when we're talking about Black History Month more than anything. You know, I've heard all the sly comments about how it's the shortest month of the year, or my favorite one is how having Black History Month is racist. Okay, but think about this. In your standard history courses growing up, what history did you learn that would be considered black history or women's history? Probably slavery and the Civil War for black history and the suffrage movement for women's history. As if the only thing black people did in America worth being noted was being stolen and then building this country on their backs. Or the only thing that women did was fight for the freedom from the patriarchy and the right to vote. Nice. There is a severe lack of of information in the public school system about the history of minority groups in this country. Think about Asian American history. Did you even actually learn anything outside of the Japanese internment camps during World War II? There are so many Asian immigrants who come from a variety of countries, yet unless you take a course on Asian history, most likely at the collegiate level, you'll probably never learn about it. There are Asian communities in almost every major city in the U.S. We often call them Chinatown, even though they are typically mixed with Asian Americans from all over. So here's a thought. Stop me if I'm being, you know, too radical, but... Why don't we learn in history about how minority groups were so oppressed and abused in this country that they were forced to separate themselves and build their own communities in order to survive? We never talked about that in any history class I took. Don't know about you. Hell, let's talk about the history of the people in this country that it was stolen from. Yeah, you know who, the Native Americans. There is so much to learn about Native American history there are tribes, languages, culture, everything's beautiful. Oh my God. And now we have to make, we have reservations, air quotes, around the country that the government gave to Native Americans and was like, look, here's a tiny piece of land from all, from all the land we stole from you. We are going to do much to financially help you. And we're going to consistently threaten your existence on it. Maybe, you know, build a pipeline through it, but, uh, Be thankful. You want to know why they don't teach minority history in public schools? Because it's fucking shameful. It's disgusting. And if they taught children young about the history of destroying people in this country, I truly believe that we would have more tolerant, caring, and empathetic people. We would have more children who would grow into adults that fight for equality. Could you imagine being nine years old and learning about the mass genocides this country has performed on its own people? We learned about the Holocaust, and I don't know about you, but I was pretty fucking horrified. That definitely helped solidify my stance to not be an asshole. And everything else I learned historically was pretty much outside of school, through books or films or my parents' or maybe at the collegiate level, but not in public school and not in the public school system. The public school system in the U.S. consistently teaches one historical narrative from a single perspective, the white male, point blank period. My high school offered African American history and I always thought it was so ridiculous. Like, yes, I took the course. That wasn't the problem. But why was there a separate elective course on African-American history? Not even required. Elective. First of all, African-American history is a part of American history. It is American history. Without it, the USA as we know it right now would not exist. Yet, we have severe separation and exclusion academically. Depending on where you are, where you're from, the class might not even be offered as an elective. A school in Utah recently made headlines for making their Black History Month curriculum optional for students. Parents could opt out of the education due to being like fucking racist. Could you imagine being that mom that like calls the school and to opt out her kid from Black History Month curriculum? I mean, one month In one class, probably minimal effort and information, but this racist bitch is like, absolutely not. Throws the finger in the air. Just disgusted. She can't deal with it. So here she's calling the school. Ring, ring, bitch. Hello, this is Karen, little Tommy's mom. I don't really think the Black History Month curriculum is appropriate. I mean, I know I live in some small shit ass town where my kid has probably never even met a black person. And the curriculum could be good for him and make him more of a well-rounded, educated, and tolerant person. But I'm not really feeling it. Mm -mm. No, I prefer for him to get his information from movies and films that portray all black people generally in one manner, which is mean, loud, and angry, often violent. I think it's best Tommy spends that time picking his ass in the corner instead. I mean, come on people, it's ridiculous. And as far as women's history goes, I think it's the only women's history course I've ever really seen was at the collegiate level. I'm not kidding where I can't honestly remember learning anything in depth about women's history in school until I was in college. I've learned more about women's lives in the 1900s from watching TV shows like Mad Men or reading books like The Lost Roses than I have from school. And I mean, mind you, those are fictional accounts. So that's pretty problematic. So now let's talk about feminism, okay? Feminism isn't some nasty word that you can barely get out of your mouth. All men and women should consider themselves feminists. The basis of feminism is it all about equality. Equality of the sexes, not superiority, just equality. Standing side by side, removing the patriarchal standards, that weight, that burden of the patriarchy that every single woman has felt and been, you know, held down by. So yeah, we should all be feminists. It's not about, you know, I don't like feminists because they're just trying to like not shave their legs or they hate men. Um, No, that's not the case. I mean, yeah, some women don't want to shave their legs and they don't want to wear a bra. Good for them. That's really not what it's about. About It's about the right to do so without being judged or the patriarchy making you feel like if you don't, you're less than. You're less than a woman if you don't shave your legs or you're less than a woman if you don't wear makeup. That's ridiculous. Also, it's about equal pay. A lot of people are really still struggling with being paid the same amount as their male counterparts. We should all agree to that. We should all want equality for race, sexuality, gender, religion. We should all want equality for that. So yes, men and women, you should all be feminists. And, you know, for years, the feminist movement was largely controlled by white women, and within that lied racism. So when these women were fighting for equality, it was often only for women who looked like them in mind. I mean, their agendas would only benefit them, much like the suffragettes in the women's right to vote. Because let me be clear, women's right to vote wasn't women, it was white women, Black women didn't truly have the right to vote across this country until all black people did, which wasn't until 1965. 1965, before every black person in this country had the right to vote. My parents were alive. Think how crazy that was. That's not that long ago. So when I say that the feminist movement was largely controlled and for white women, I mean that the feminist movement was largely controlled and for white women. So this is why you're on social media now. If you're on Twitter or you're on Instagram and you may follow some activists and you'll see, especially on the larger pages, that they all mention specifically intersectional feminism. If you don't know what intersectional feminism is, it is feminism that focuses on the overlapping needs of all groups of women, whether we're talking about race or sexual orientation or religion. Intersectional feminism is about making sure that all women have equal rights, that activists are advocating that all of our voices are heard, not just one group and not one group more than another, that one group does not benefit off of another group that when, they, when one group needs extra help, all groups help lift them up. We're living in a time when people are recognizing injustices within minority groups and speaking out against them. They're, they are recognizing the problem and talking about them instead of shying away from them or pretending that they're, they don't see them. And it's beautiful. We recognized it. We recognized it this summer when people all over the world stood up for Black people after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. We're seeing again now as people gather to stand up for Asian Asian communities and protect their elders. Which, you know, side note, okay, sidebar. If you think walking around blaming Asians for this pandemic is appropriate or even accurate. You're a fucking idiot. And if you think attacking them in the street is a good idea, please, for the love of the God and everyone on this planet with some common sense, find a window way up high on like the 30th floor. None of that fifth floor shit. You can use my apartment if you'd like, but find that window and jump right out of it. Okay, that's where we're at. Take the plunge. It's ridiculous. I'm done with this. Anyway, protests are not new. Violent protests aren't new and nonviolent protests aren't new. We have had them in the past and we're going to have them in the future. We're currently having them right now in the present. The change we've seen and what hopefully we will keep seeing is the diversity at these protests. Activism should be intersectional. When... We look out at protests. We shouldn't just see a group of people where everybody looks the same. If women are protesting for the right to make the decisions about their body that they would like to make about their own damn body, it shouldn't just be women. Men should be out there too. They should be standing with us to say, hey, no, you know what? What Jaleesa does, it's her business. Mind your business, okay? If black people are protesting Injustices and abuse by police. It shouldn't just be Black people, you see. It should be everyone because we are all a community. And we saw that this summer. We saw it all over the world. I was brought to tears so many times this summer, seeing how people were getting together to stand up as a whole and say, hey, this is wrong. We need to change something. So, <sighs> We should all care about more than ourselves and, you know, those who are just like us. That's what's going to move us forward. And in the words of the late, great Jimmy Green, wake up every day and just give a damn. Go. Did you think I forgot? Mm -mm, Never. All right, Regals affirmation time and I really want you to listen to me really hear this take it in your value does not lie in what's between your legs it's not the shape of your body the symmetry of your face the number on the scale the zeros in your bank account or from the partner you choose Your value comes from who you are, your heart, your soul, your empathy, from your ability and willingness to love. You determine your value, no one else. So repeat after me. I have incredible value. I am valuable. Now, take a deep breath and remember who the fuck you are.